Welcome to Permission to Win, a podcast asking life's most fundamental questions, like what is permission? Who needs my permission? And why are we talking about permission anyway? In each episode, your co-hosts explore different ways to say it's okay, discussing all the different permissions we need in our lives to do or not do the things that we do. Now, in case you think you need it, here's your permission to join David and Kim. Kim, what you drinking there? Coffee, Mm. as always. (laughs) By the end of this episode, I will have a revelation for everyone. So just FYI. So welcome back folks to permission to win. We're just glad you're here. Been looking at some analytics. We've got folks all over the planet. It's really neat to just see all the different countries that, that people have received their permission to listen to the show. And we're just, we're just glad everybody's here. Remember though, if you want to follow us, if you want to send us email, we'd love that info at your permission to win.com. Kim today, we've got another special guest again. Very special, very special. <laughs> our special, our special guest for season two, Carrie Zarb. I'm back. <laughs> you guys thought you got rid of me. No, and we would have it no, no. other way. <laughs> We're so glad you're with us, Carrie. Well, Carrie is the queen of coffee and just absolutely is all about it. You need to listen to her biz beans podcast all about your finances all about making smart financial decisions and that's a little bit i think kim of what we're going to talk about today can you help us understand what permission to have coffee means i can i think this is a phrase that people probably get tired of me saying but i'm okay with that I think we live such a busy life that we really need to give ourselves permission to slow down with our thoughts and think our thoughts through. And having coffee is just a fun way to say it. You know, to have coffee with something means that you slow down enough to let your thoughts come through and you, you actually take the time to dream about things. You take the time to to think the thoughts that are rattling around in your head instead of running so fast. The first time I heard you say it, the kind of the the mental picture that I got was just sitting off by yourself, either in a cafe or in your kitchen or wherever it might be out on the patio, just with a single cup of coffee, staring off into the distance, pondering life's decisions and trying to achieve clarity, I guess is the right word. Clarity is probably the best word because if we're running so busy that we're not taking time to to really think through our thoughts is what I'm going to call it, then we don't get clarity. We stay muddy in our thinking and we make some decisions that really can harm us or can slow us down, impede our progress, like lots of different things. And a lot of times those those things that are rattling around in there, we just don't slow down enough to, to think about them. Well, Carrie, I'll bet every cup of coffee that you enjoy 
doesn't include all that ponderance. However, I'm sure you're very good at doing this. I could be guilty of the occasional cup. <laughs> I will admit there could be, there could be a coffee machine in this very room with me right this very moment that if I could have a, a little bit longer arm, I could press that button and give you the sound effects. <laughs> and David, I know you're going to be shocked. I know you're going to be shocked, but my coffee time is my sacred time. Ooh. There are so many good thoughts that come out of coffee time. It is, I, I don't know what it is. There's something about taking that break. Having a cup of coffee gives me permission to take a break, step away from the screen, sit somewhere else, think something else. Sometimes when we're doing lots of things, it can then become the whole Tetris and tournament of ideas and thoughts of what's next and where you know what's most important, but it, it's it's a it's an escape as well. All the things. Well, I will share my revelation. So, Carrie, if you've got a drum roll handy right there, Carrie's Carrie's doing a drum roll for us. <laughs> David doesn't drink coffee. Oh, David doesn't like coffee, uh, but I totally get the concept, but it, it just, I don't think it seems to work with anything, but coffee. You I think it's that again, not trying to sell coffee because I'm not a coffee fan. You know, Starbucks doesn't have to exist as, as far as I'm concerned, but I think just that idea of stopping, getting away with your thoughts, whether, whether you're in the middle of Times Square or you're in the middle of the desert, it doesn't matter. Just, just getting away and focusing on what it is that you've got to do next or what, what it is you've got to think about and make a decision on. And it's really decision time, I think, is, is what it is. Kim, you had a brilliant phrase there. Can you share that with us? A lifetime is made up of small decisions. That is brilliant. Well, when we are making all these decisions daily, we are setting a trajectory for ourselves. Like we are really mapping out where we're going, even though we don't recognize it. And I think when you slow down to have coffee or tea or water or whatever it is you're you're doing, it's just a way to talk about stepping away and allowing yourself to think about those small decisions I've been guilty of filling my calendar with all the minor things instead of really doing what I wanted and moving the needle toward what I wanted and knowing that and realizing that I have spent years not getting the things that I wanted and not based on someone else's decisions, but based on my daily decisions that has changed me over time. Like that changes what I look at as important. So it's not the taking the coffee and grinding it and adding the water and doing those things. But if you think about that process of making a cup of coffee, making a cup of tea, you can't run with boiling water. You can't like make the coffee machine go any faster like all of those things are just a way to slow your roll, slow down and 
really be aware of the decisions that you're making. I picture it as just you're taking that deep breath before you start the next leg of the trail, we'll call it. I can envision, you know me, I enjoy a good analogy, so I'm going to throw out some bad ones. Uh, a bad analogy might be pre-GPS, right? So, so now we can just type into our phone or our GPS on our car and just say, I want to go here. And all of a sudden you end up there. You don't know how you got there. I used to do some uh, driving for a company and use the GPS and the owner would fuss at me for using a GPS because you'll never be able to get back there without that GPS. And so he was, he was a little bit right. I'm pretty good at directions, but it doesn't sink in. It doesn't, when you, when you take that mental effort of determining where you're going, looking at the map and saying, all right, I can go this way and I can turn left or I can turn right. And I will pass these opportunities along the way, but you've got to make a turn which way are you going to go? GPS is going to take you the simplest, basic, blase way. But if you can take the time, have your coffee, look at your map, which is your life, then you may arrive at the destination either quickly, more quickly, or with more interesting things having seen along the way. So the game of life, Milton Bradley or Hasbro or whoever makes life, you know, you you spin the little wheel, you drive your little car, you add the little people. When you get to the end of life, you're looking at who's got the most money, who cashes in all the stuff, and that's who wins. We thought that was pretty silly. We played it a few times by ourselves together as a young married couple. And we thought, well, this is kind of silly. So we each started with a notebook and we wrote down, I bought a yacht. I got some sort of degree. We spent all this money and lost money, but we went to Rome or whatever the thing was. So we wrote it down and then we, we compared who had the more interesting life as opposed to who had the most toys at the end. So that was, I thought, a, a neat revelation to making those decisions and seeing those things along the way. Can I go back to the pre-GPS days here for a second? <laughs> you can take us all the way back to the beginning if you want. Oh, I, I won't go that far, but pre-GPS <laughs> days, oh, my goodness. We have, for all our fans in Australia, we have here, we had here in Melbourne the Melways. And it was like an encyclopedia of map to map to map, and it was a big, thick book that parked on the passenger seat, and you wrote yourself a cheese sheet of I need to go to page three, then I need to go to page six, then I need to go to 17, then I need to go to 41. Wherever you were going, you mapped it out by turning the pages with the cheat sheet of the journey. <laughs> but you're right, David, because you weren't really paying attention to where you were going. There was this, this element of mindless driving, even with that system, because you knew you, you directed yourself, you'd given yourself your own GPS. So mm -hmm. now the computer tells us what to do. But the I guess where I'm going with this is the concept of sitting down with my coffee is me GPSing my day or my thoughts or, or whatever comes up. 
and I, and I have to say this because when we speak of analogies, so my coffee time is very much like, and you can edit this out if you like, David, it's very much like going to the potty or having a shower because the best thoughts and ideas happen in that time. And, you know, we've spoken about pressing pause. That's what that is to give ourselves that opportunity to think and have those thoughts. Well, if you've seen the classic masterpiece of the thinker in etched in stone for all time, where do you think he's at? <laughs> I'll just leave it there. You, you determine where you think he is, but we all know that he's having a moment, spending some quality time, as we call it. At his local cafe, yes. Yeah, at his local cafe. Yeah, that's where he's at. So I have to giggle that you brought that up, David, because when I was a teenager, I I saw it in person. Mm. I saw him in person. Wow. And I am giggling at the that maybe that's where having coffee came from. Maybe I was as a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was just like a little bit of old, old, old humor. <laughs> Well, I mean, you, that, that's something that you've gotten to see, you know, the Carrie and I haven't seen this. This is, this is a neat, uh, a neat aspect of your, your life that you can bring to the table. And that's the thing. We all have unique things back to the game of life. We all have these unique things that we've done and experienced, and we can bring those to the table, but different little bitty decisions took us to all those places. Whatever it is, wherever you've been, whatever you've seen in your life, were a series of small decisions to get you there. Now, some of them were, do I want to go to Oxford for college or I want to go to the local community college? That's a pretty big decision and one that you can't just make. You, there's a lot of effort that goes into that decision. But the thing is, a lot of little bitty decisions are made up to that point. Am I going to put all the effort into whatever I'm focusing on in high school or lower grades to try to get to the place where I'm smart enough, good enough, and doggone it, people like me, that I can go to Oxford and study with those folks or whatever school you think is, you know, the bee's knees, as it were. And so from a very early age, if we can learn how to stop, ponder, and decide all those decisions have to be made. You can do them on autopilot and you may or may not make the right decision, but if you can, and you may or may not right, make the right decision, but the thing is a decision has to be made and you can choose to do nothing. That is always an option, right? I'm going to say no. Yeah. Okay. Even in doing nothing, we are making choices and doing something. So even in that, act of doing nothing it actually is some sort of a choice we're making and Touché. <laughs> can i add to about like the the coffee part for me also is when you're looking at something and you want to do something and you don't know how to do it you haven't done it before but you think this is the thing you want to do I think sitting down and having coffee and allowing yourself to think about what it would look like. Um, you know, I, I started a business and I'm very like transparent about this because it was, it, 
it wasn't a wrong choice. It was just something that cost me time out of my life. But I started a business and I asked for certain things that I got. And then I was sitting in the, you know, in the boardroom one day and realized I got exactly what I asked for, but I never counted the cost of it. And I don't even mean the cost of dollars. I mean, the cost of me physically, the cost of me, you know, emotionally and all of the things that it cost me. Had I had coffee with that and spent some time making sure that's what I really wanted, it would have probably been a very different outcome because I knew I didn't want that outcome, but I didn't think about that outcome before I started going after what I thought I wanted. So I think it's really important to, if you're, if you're thinking about anything to count the cost. And I think that's part of coffee time is slowing down and counting the cost of what we're wanting or the decision we're making or the decision we think we're not making because it has a cost to it. All these little decisions pile up and get you to a a point in life. And I'll kind of refer back to the fact that the more decisions you've made throughout your life, you, again, you see patterns, you recognize when things went well, you're like, Hey, I want to, let's do that again. (laughs) Or when things went badly, you can say, I don't want to do that again, but that gives you, you know, life experience is what helps you with quality decision-making. Hopefully when you're young, it's, it's very you're just kind of throwing a dart sometimes. And it's, that's when you reach out and you ask for permission from other people to say, help, you know, please give me this guidance that you have. I always encourage folks to find a mentor. That person doesn't have to be twice as old as them. They just have to have experienced the thing that they're, they're questioning about. What is it that, that someone has done and done well and has succeeded at, not failed at, but succeeded at, the failure advice can can be in there as well. It's always good to say, well, I did this and I did it, it was wrong, so maybe avoid that. But you want to see somebody who has succeeded and not given up on it. Well, I think adding that that tidbit of failed makes me lean into someone who has gone on to do it successfully or knew that it was something different they wanted to do. I I would love when somebody is transparent. It brings such a level of trust because they get it. They understand. And even having coffee with yourself about who you're working with or who you're dealing with or like your relationships in your life. It, this doesn't like having coffee with something doesn't have to be big life changing events that you're having coffee with. I think you should do that as well, but it also is based on, is this relationship, right? You know, is this daily pattern that I'm in? Is that right? I just think this is a very broad concept of how to slow down and Allow yourself time to think about things. I think, well, let me say this. 
I'm going to estimate, I haven't timed it yet and I plan to do so, but I think Delilah takes about seven minutes to make a cup of coffee. She's a bit slow. <laughs> I'm just going to say it is not required of everyone out there to name their coffee maker, but Carrie has done a great job. <laughs> Delilah the DeLonghi, that's where the name came from. So seven minutes to make it, it takes me around about three minutes to drink it. So I've got a 10-minute window, a 10-minute opportunity multiple times a day to stop myself because I can put myself on high speed like I know. And I autopilot the coffee making. I don't even, you just do all the things, press the buttons, walk with the milk to the fridge, all the stuff. The brain is somewhere else. That's how it becomes that 10 minutes. And it's a priceless opportunity. I value that so much four, five, if not six times a day, because that is just this beautiful little window of time to slow me down, hit my reset button and actually contemplate what I'm doing, what I'm planning, depending on when I'm taking that coffee break. Well, I think we want to make sure that everyone listening to us or not listening to us, has a chance to stop, make some coffee, whether you like it or not, maybe just make a cup, take the, take the seven minutes, look at the next decision that you have in life. Now, don't get stymied. That's, that's my word for just being stuck, you know, because that's also a decision, is I'm not going to make any decisions, quote unquote, and I'm just going to sit here with my coffee and hope that nothing bad comes from it. That's, that's not what we're talking about. That's, that's getting stuck. So constant motion, as I like to say, slow down for a second and then keep moving, slow down for a second and keep moving, decide on these turns left or right, or go straight, whatever it might be. We hope you're not going backwards, but sometimes you've got to turn around and retrace your steps. That might be a decision you have to make as well. I've got decisions that I've had to make and Kim helped me see that sometimes it's not making a decision about what you're going to do. It's about what you don't want to do. That was a big revelation for me. Just finding out where don't I want to end up? And then you take those off the map. So those turns are no longer there. So yeah, take time, get you some coffee, take your thoughts and enjoy the day. Can I give a bonus extra tip that may be edited out? No, that's fine. You know that coffee's like can coffee can be an, a natural laxative. So look at this, okay? So Deli <laughs> Delilah takes seven minutes. <laughs> Carrie drinks it in three. Then she's going to the potty. Oh my god! I probably I could actually end up with a twenty-minute window here. <laughs> well, this is true. Uh, yes, pondering. Take your time. Ponder where you may and email us about some of your ponderings, not all of them, please, <laughs> at info at yourpermissiontowin.com. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Thanks for spending time with David and Kim. Now it's your turn to explore permission in your world. If you have any thoughts, ideas, or questions about the show, please email info at yourpermissiontowin.com. And although they don't need permission to produce new episodes, they sure would appreciate it. Your permission, in the form of a five-star rating and review, will help keep the show going. 
Until next time, here's your permission to win.